Welcome to AHIC Talks, a podcast for the Arabian and African Hospitality Investment Conference, the annual gathering of the hospitality and investment community for the Middle East and African region. Tune in each week to hear our team at AHIC share insightful conversations with industry leaders and innovators in the hospitality and investment community. And now, let's dive into this week's episode. Jennifer-Pennington-Haynes, Managing Director of Bench Middle East, and um, I'm here today with two eminent figures in the food scene here in Dubai, who I will let introduce themselves to talk about a really exciting new project um, that we at Griffith AHIC are supporting. So, gentlemen, do you want to introduce yourselves? Sure. Hi, Jennifer. My name is Ian Ohan. I'm the founder and CEO of Crush Brands, um, and I've been working in Dubai and operating in Dubai for about 10 years, and uh, we do everything food and beverage, everything delivery, everything food technology. Fabulous. And? And I am Batman. No. I am Food Jake. Um, I am an industry commentator, um, food critic, and have been in Dubai for coming up to 18 years now. Wow. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Jennifer. You're very welcome. Um, Now, what brings the two of you together? Why are you sitting around the table today? So I think um, we had this idea at Crush Brands, um, we're, we're soon to be launching our new, uh, let's call it an ecosystem, um, which is basically leveraging all the facets of our business model, which is our food technology, our operations, and our delivery capability. Um, and we've built that for ourselves, but we think it's pretty cool to share that with others, um, especially now at a time when the industry needs help um, and we can avoid all those extra costs. And so we'll soon be the evolution of Crush Brands is really the, our new aggregated ecosystem called Locale. And we're very much in search of, uh, we have very much a, a foodpreneur first strategy. We want to partner with the best, most creative, most interesting um, uh, uh, entrepreneurs and foodpreneurs in, in the UAE. We want to help them grow their businesses um, and uh, we want to be their partners. Oh, so, why are you about food shape? I'm just here, I'm here for the pizza. <laughs> um, not sure if it's uh, on his way. Or, um, no, look, I think, I think um, what Ian is, is embarking on is, is very much aligned with uh, what Fuji has been about um, since, uh, since I started the platform. Um, <clears throat> and it really kind of came to light over, over COVID and the pandemic as to um, how much kind of help and support the, the local industry um, required and, and, and needed, um, especially in a market such as, such as Dubai where there's, there's limited um, assistance anyway. Um, and so it just really resonated with me to, to get involved in something like that because um, whatever we can do to help raise awareness, create conversation, um, is always going to be good for the industry. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is? So what is it that you two are working on? It's your brainchild. All right. So um, we've uh, created a, a campaign called Rise Up, 
and um, you know, similar to our uh, our ethos of local, local is better for us. Um, we are uh, embarking on a search for talent um, in the UAE, and there's lots of it. Um, and uh, the winners will uh, basically become uh, will become their partners and support them with all of the assets and the ecosystem that we have. Um, but it's very much putting those partners first. And this competition is designed to try and uh, identify some of the greatest talent in the country. And from what we've seen so far, there's plenty of it. So you both have a lot of faith, it seems, in the local. Look, I think, I think um, for, for so many years, there was this expectation that if you wanted something good in Dubai, you'd have to import the talents. Um, which, especially in FB, was where you saw the rise of the, the brands and the big franchises. Um, but but now I don't think that's the case. I think I think that the talent is here. I think it's multi-generational. It's be I mean, FB has been around long enough now to have continuity and legacy and history. And <clears throat> we're all majority of us here are guests in this country and we're expatriates. <clears throat> and the big I think question mark or the big concern for me is is you know, when when the top talent leaves, at some point they will. Um, where's the next, where's tomorrow's talent coming from? You know, where's our pipeline of excellence? Where where's the opportunity for them to kind of get a, a to, to be able to shine and get some exposure? And something like Rise Up is does exactly that. Um, and especially after COVID, you see, I hate to use the word, but the whole pivot word. You saw so many. Um, entrepreneurs, um, I refuse to say the other word. Um, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> the foodpreneurs um, pivot to um, these these incredibly creative um, kind of business ventures and opportunities um, with very little resources, um, very little support, and I just think that uh, Rise Up is a dedicated platform, a dedicated process that kind of accelerates. Um, finding that talent and giving them the leg up and the exposure and, and the support that they need to make it a, a proper business. No, absolutely. Like, that's what you've done already with some local brands, isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. So we've uh, we've this is this, so this is the beginning and the, sort of the follow on from things we've learned. So we've done a few partnerships already. Um, we uh, partnered with um, a young lady, Eliza Beach, who um, set up a company, a, a meal prep company called Jetlag Chef. So we've become Eliza's partner, and her business has grown fivefold in the last four months. Uh-huh. And we anticipate that'll continue to grow, and it's been a great partnership so far. Um, and we've done a similar um, sort of arrangement with a company called uh, Viking Baggery, which was a, a company that was formed out of the COVID um, lockdowns. Um, some of the best baguettes in the world. God, it's sinfully good. It, it is. is it's insane. <laughs> Did you pronounce it Baggery? 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 Baggery. Baggery? I'm pretty sure it's Baggery. You can call it Bagheri if you want. Bagheri. No, that's just a, a food shake. We should maybe check Yeah, I just I just uh, sort of assumed it was yeah. Bagheri, but uh, I'm no, pretty no, sure it's Bagheri. Yeah. But it's not debatable. It's like it's amazing the quality and the. I've never had a baguette that had chocolate chips in it before. Yeah, it's like, or not chocolate chips. It's like melting chocolate. And you haven't had the truffle one, obviously. No, I haven't. <laughs> that's another experience altogether. So it was super. So those are just some examples, and we're working with other local suppliers. But it's been a very fruitful relationship because, you know, I think there's five or 
or 10 years ago, if you had a great product and great service, you know, you could have a great food and beverage business. But today, with you know, they're requiring for technology, for connectivity, for delivery, um, and all these other things, the barriers to entry are extremely high, I think. And, you know, we can we can bridge that gap for young entrepreneurs or younger businesses. Um, and so far, it's proven to be quite a great formula, and we, we can help uh, foodpreneurs accelerate their business. Because Ian, you have spent a lot of time developing your own platform and your own kind of uh, systems, so you're quite far along and sophisticated in that process. Yeah, I think what's interesting is we've developed all of our, you know, we have a food technology company, so it develops all of our online ordering. We have our own operating platform, you know, our administration, finance, accounting, uh, marketing, branding, you know, the whole gamut. And then we have our own delivery uh, fleet, you know, our, our proprietary delivery fleet. And I think, um, you know, we didn't build those to make money, you know, whereas I think a lot of third party companies are trying to make a profit from those those services. For us, it's how we get our food to our customers, how we make it easy for them, um, how we make it convenient. And so we're not looking to make a profit on, on those uh, those assets. We want to share those assets with young foodpreneurs so they don't have to pay for them. So what are you looking for from young foodpreneurs? So uh, for me, I think with the formula that so far has been very successful is first and foremost, they have to have a great product, right? Something that's really wonderful and great. Uh, the second thing is they have to be fanatical about customer service. So we're a bit old school. We believe that good food, good service are very important to people. Um, and it also provides, you know, they have good stories as well. And there's, a, you know, we, we think that's super important that we can share about them. It's not just about the food. The third thing is they have to be kind of tough. Um, uh, doing business uh, anywhere in the world is difficult. So they have to be quite resilient and quite uh, motivated. And I think the fourth thing, which is to me the most important, is they have to have a similar view and an ethos about how we treat people, you know, how we support the community, um, how we are part of the, the experiences that we provide. Food is more than just a commodity. It's not a widget. It's not, you know, convenience, of course, is important. But I think, you know, the, the um, there's an enchantment around food that we don't want to lose. And when we want to have to, so the entrepreneurs have to share our passion for the industry and, and for the way we treat our people, we treat our communities, our customers, etc. That sounds like very good qualities to have in general. And food shake, what do you think makes a good foodpreneur? Um, well, from from my standpoint, I think it's the um, it's the narrative, it's the story behind it. I think, um, especially with the the rise of these virtual brands that are coming through, that often struggle to to create that narrative arc, that 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 emotional connection with the audience. I think finding whoever whoever applies or whoever works through the Rise Up program um, needs to have that, that compelling, strong story behind it. Um, people buy into that these days. And of course, backed by the fundamentals, which is, you know, good product, etc. But but for me, it's 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 all about storytelling. It's what it's what humans are built to navigate towards, it's what we've been doing for millennia. Um, and I think um, uh, food is, is just another vehicle of, of, of storytelling. And so I think for me, that's got to be, it's got to be the priority. And let me ask you, um, who do you think is like a really good example of local talent that has done an amazing job, the type of thing you'd like to foster with Rise Up? Um, who do I think is doing a good job? I think people like um, a story of food, Niha. I think she's a great example of, of, of um, taking a, a homegrown passion and bringing it to life. 
Um, so for those who don't know the story of food, do you want to just tell a little bit about it? Um, yeah, yeah, she can get a free plug. That's fine. Um, I'll invoice her later. Maybe then we'll get a seat. So uh, Niha is uh, behind the Instagram handle of Story of Food. And for years, she's been putting on um, uh, private supper clubs as she specializes in ramen. And um, it was so popular that she decided to create a uh, Japanese restaurant, which is in the Onyx building, I believe, in the Greens. Um, I have not been to her supper club or her restaurant, um, much to my disdain, and um, she knows it. So, um, but from watching from afar, um, it's a great example of hard work, dedication, attention to detail. I believe she even made her own crockery. She, well, she went into a, into a, is it a pottery? Where do you make crockery? Pottery, I believe. Pottery, Wait, pot- pottery, not Ikea. A pot- pottery. A pottery. Yeah. A pottery. Yeah. Right. A pottery. Uh, and pottery she, made, she made her own uh, 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 ramen bowls, for example. Right. And so that sort of um, storytelling is great. So I think, uh, and, and what's interesting is she, she's really now learning um, what it's like to be in the public uh, forum as well. So that's a really interesting point because, I mean, you mentioned storytelling and being in the public forum and, you know, this whole movement of where so much is through social media first before you've even tasted the food. Mm. So how important is that these days? Well, I think I also wanted to say that I think the reason that I contacted Food Shake is because uh, he tells the best, he's one of the best writers uh, of any kind that I'm, I've come across and it was that that was very I love the way he uh, he's he obviously speaks much better than I do <laughs> and he writes even better than that but no but it was so important because he was telling the stories of all these people and you know and it's much deeper than just the food the photos and all of that um, and I think that's really important and I think we live in a world where convenience you know has sort of lived you know supreme over everything else and I think you know I think the idea of putting the experience back into food is super important for everyone. And I think, you know, I think you can still have convenience, but but why can't we have both? Why do we have to choose between convenience and experience? And that storytelling, the depth of that story, um, you know, people, you know, with Eliza and uh, Magnus, people want, you know, their customers want to talk to them. Right, their stories are important to them. They want to interact with them, and that that to me is super important. And you can't you can't fabricate that in the dark. No, and so that raises an interesting point. So, in terms of what you guys are looking for, people, it's not necessarily a, uh, just a concept to go on delivery. You're looking for potential bricks and mortar restaurants as well. Or, I think the invitation is wide open. Yeah, I think what we want is uh, we want we want to build brands and brands, you know, sort of, uh, you know, they, they startle across all uh, formats. But whatever formats relevant for the brand, we will support. You know, technology is easy to spread across any sort of, you know, any sort of physical, you know, sort of. Um, uh, uh, Anyway, you know. <laughs> I can't think of the yeah, word. Anyway, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. And I think the other thing is really so you're looking for a kind of storytellers. People don't have to have any experience. They can be anyone. Right. Yep. Or they can have a lot of experience and be looking for an opportunity to Look, maybe you were yeah, maybe you've you've unfortunately lost your job in COVID. And you've got you've got decades of experience behind a kitchen. Maybe um, you're a startup. I don't know croissant maker, and uh, you want to you want to launch a croissant range. It could be literally it could be anything. Um, we're just throwing the net 
kind of you know widen and 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 where you throw net far and wide, far and wide, casting the net far and wide to see to see what we can uh, we can collect and, and then and and then kind of start filtering through. And it's about you know also enabling people. Maybe there's you know experienced chefs that you know have worked for others for you know their career and they want to own their own business and secure their own futures. Um, you know the idea is that um, you know that this is a future. It's not just about a business. It's not just about an idea. It's about creating something that they can be proud of and build together um, in. I guess what might be a, a safer environment with a steadier pair of hands um, that's there just to guide them, but it's their business, you know, I mean, and that's the intention of Rise Up, it's just to let people rise up with their own ideas and businesses and support that. And primarily local, so primarily UAE, or are you looking outside Dubai? It's, I think we're, I mean, we're in the UAE, and you know, so the UAE is very important. Um, obviously, it could be locals, it could be Emiratis, they don't have to be. Um, so it's what we're really looking at cultivating the local culinary scene, whatever that is. And so when you say that local culinary scene, I mean, we touched on this briefly before, but how do you think it has developed, or how do you think it is developing here in Dubai? I think it's finally been recognized for what it is. I think um, that's seen by, um, you know, Time Out Food Market coming in. Um, the food court at uh, Nikhil Mall on the Palm. I can never pronounce it. Neither can I. Okay, so we'll just move on quickly. Um, and I think, I think you know, opening up huge real estate space like that and having the confidence to bring in local operators is a, is a great um, tribute to them and their success um, and their and their passion. So I think um, there's certainly a significant advancement in, in that area. And do you think this will also help build that and build that pipeline of talent? Yeah, I think it just it, it'll continue the momentum. It'll it'll. I don't think there's no one's doing exactly what Rise Up is doing, um, being that food accelerator uh, program um, c competition, so to speak. I don't think anyone's doing that in the region. Um, and so I think it'll be um, it'll be a great story to tell. It'll be a great um, initiative to, to run. It'll be a great journey to follow as well. Look, I'm excited. I mean, I've I've already I already seen a lot of you know Instagram uh, accounts that I, I think oh they should, they need to enter they need to enter they need to enter uh, just because I can see so much kind of talent out there that just needs a little bit extra a little bit of uh, like you said a bit of, you know some safer hands to to help them. So this is all culminating um, at Griffith AHEC in September, um, but the process before that, there's going to be, do you want to tell me a little bit about the process that these guys are going to go through? So um, the first uh, sort of, we're going to be sort of kicking off the campaign around mid-June, um, which is a call for all foodpreneurs to register. We'll run that program for about four to five weeks. Um, then we will select um, the, the, we'll call it the next class, the gra potential graduation graduating class. Um, then we will put them through um, uh, at the risk of uh, um, sort of using other terms, so sort of a Shark Tank slash um, uh, Master Chef uh, type environment, where we'll be testing not only their uh, their culinary skills, but their skills as uh, you know in terms of how they they do things, their ethos, their uh, passion for the industry, their business acumen, um, and uh, it'll all culminate at AHIC on September twenty second. Exciting! Well, we're really delighted to be a part of it because I think this is what Griff is all about. So it's all about bringing people together to make businesses happen so um, we're very excited to be a part of it
But I think also one of the really interesting things is that this is also an opportunity for investors potentially. So um, you are looking for investors to get involved as well, correct? Yeah, so we're, we're open to, so the, the idea is each of these businesses will be, of course, the businesses owned by the uh, foodpreneurs, the selected foodpreneurs. We will be uh, partners in that, but, but the opportunity to bring investors in for each of these businesses is very viable, very relevant, um, and uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it'll help grow their businesses, and so um, I think we're very open to, uh, to inviting others in to, to join with the growth. Well, I think the whole thing sounds really exciting and I'm looking forward to watching it all unfold and being a part of it. So thank you both so much and hopefully we will see um, an amazing array of foodpreneurs on the stage on the 22nd of September um, at the Magna. Yeah. yeah. We're really excited. Uh, we're very pleased that Griff is involved and um, both uh, Food Shake and myself, but we've been here for over 20 years and you know, to see the industry changing so rapidly, um, this is the time for new foodpreneurs to uh, leave their mark in the Dubai culinary scene. So thank you. Amazing. And we're delighted to be a part of it. So thanks so much, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to AHIC Talks, a podcast for the Arabian and African Hospitality Investment Conference. For a full transcript of this conversation, along with other reports and insights, visit ahic.com. We look forward to welcoming you and your colleagues live and in person at AHIC in Dubai from the 20th through 22nd of September, 2021. Register and purchase your pass today at ahic.com and save on the early bird rate. For any questions, email us at hello at ahic.com. Until next week, stay safe and keep well.